Let's travel together. There's a Trav Market Media Network podcast for your commute, dog walk, or dinner prep time. Find more at travmarketmedia.com. Hi, it's Megan, host of Travel Radio Podcast, a proud member of the Trav Market Media Podcast Network. Would you take a moment now to like, subscribe, and review the podcast? You can also reach me at info at travelradiopodcast.com, or you could reach the network at travmarketmedia.com. Travel professional or aspiring professional traveler, I'm so thankful you tuned in. Now, let's dig into where our ears will travel today. Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and today I'm privileged to have a return guest and an expert actually living in Mexico at this very moment. So welcome back to the program, Laurie Gold. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, of course. And, you know, your episode, the last one was really well received. It's just taking off on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, uh, please go ahead and check it out. It is on the Atelier. Is that how you say it? Atelier? Yeah, sure. Something like that. What do you say? (laughs) Well, yeah, Atelier or I'm not really sure. Atelier. I don't know. Anyway, whatever it is, it's a great resort. <laughs> it's, a, it's a luxury, all inclusive resort. Yeah, and uh, we reviewed it and talked about their policies and how they're doing during the time of COVID. And also, highlight and feature that is where Laurie recently was married. So that's exciting. So, so she, when she re- makes the recommendation, she means it. That's good. <laughs> so, Laurie, would you take a moment to introduce yourself uh, to, to people who didn't hear the last episode and, and what you do in the travel world? Sure. So as Megan said, I live in Mexico. It's, I think last month was my five year anniversary of moving here. And I'm from Toronto, Canada. And um, I'm a travel agent. It's been almost 14 years. And I do book the world, but I specialize in this destination that I live in, the Riviera Maya. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, how about, well, First off, for people that are listening, this is also a video version with some pretty amazing pictures that Lori took herself. So if you'd like to check it out, it's, you know, simply search Travel Radio Podcast on YouTube, you'll find it or wherever you're watching. If there's a link, just click the link and you'll see the link for the YouTube channel. So that's how you can find us. But um, Laura, where are we going today? Today, we are going on a road trip through um, mainly the Yucatan state. Yeah. And, um, and you wrote not to be confused with... Not to be confused. What did I say? Did you did you write you can't Yucatan State different than Yucatan? Oh, different than the Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah, I mean the whole this whole like destination, including Quintana Roo, which is where the Riviera Maya, Cancun, Tulum, mm-hmm. um, and then also the Yucatan State, like Merida and Valladolid and all the other places that we're gonna go. Um, all that is really considered the peninsula, but Yucatan State is actually a different state. It's actually a time difference too. Oh, um, then the Riviera Maya, uh, where that is located. So, yeah. Okay. That is really useful information. I did not realize mm-hmm. that. So that's good to know that yeah. we have a time zone change there. So I'm just, if you see me looking to my side, I have my, my, my phone with my notes pulled up. So oh, I apologize sure. if I just look off for a moment, but, um, you know, today we're going to talk, you know, about your top five road trip destinations. And I think You know, this is part of the culture vulture Mexico. Let's get inland. Let's get off resort property a little bit. Let's explore the richness of this, you know, country. It's amazing. And 
I want to talk about, because since you live there, you get to do a lot of the driving. And, you know, I don't think the average resort or vacationer to Mexico thinks about road tripping. So can you set some expectations for us for driving in Mexico? Because, like, people get a little bit paralyzed when they think about driving in, say, England. But can you give us some expectations for Mexico? I mean, it's pretty much the same as Canada and the U.S., you know. Um, it is kilometers. Um, okay. I think that the thing in Mexico is, I think it's a lot easier to get a driver's license. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, you have to be careful of that. Um, a lot of the times on this road trip and any other road trip, you end up in in two lane, like one lane in each direction. So hmm. you have to be really good at, at passing people because there are a lot of, you know, trucks that are slow and just people that are slow. So that can be a challenge if you're not used to that. Um, because most places, you know, have at least two lanes, if not more, on highways. And sometimes here sure. we only have one lane. Um, the signs are in Spanish, but they don't have a lot of signs. It's mainly just the place <laughs> that you're going, you know? So Point those go. would be the same. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's it's a pretty um, easy experience. You know, there's a lot of things that you have to look out for, though, you know, that that are different. And I just was on a road trip this past weekend, and I noticed it again i said in canada and the u.s like this would never happen there's no service centers like it's almost impossible to find a gas station if not impossible in a lot of routes so you always have to have a full tank of gas like wherever you see one fill up because you're not going to see one for a long time you know um a lot of this a lot of the time there's no reception either no cell phone reception so i always like put on my google maps right when i leave the house and even if i think i know where i'm going I just keep it on, you know, the whole time, because even if there's no reception, it'll still continue. Mm-hmm. Right. But you don't have to worry about having to start it in the middle. And then you're in the middle of nowhere. You don't know where you are and yeah. you can't get it to, to load again. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so that's important. Um, there's also, I mean, there's toll roads and then there's free. I always take toll roads. They're in better condition and save time usually. Um, but the tolls are, you have to have cash and you have to pay in pesos. And on not on this road trip, but on another one, you know, the people in front of us were stuck. They had nothing. So we paid for them, but not everyone uh, would you know, do that for somebody else. Right. So sure. Um, that's something to, to really be aware of. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. And then as far as, you know, just, just the mechanics of it, are we driving on the left or are we driving on the right? How, what should yeah, people on the right? Like the same as, as, as home. Um, okay. The thing is in Mexico that um, they have speed bumps they call topes and they really pop up out of nowhere. So you kind of have to be aware. Like they're, they're sometimes signs, sometimes not. They're kind of like, <laughs> you know, not in the best conditions sometimes. So you don't really know what, what the sign is for. Um, okay. Things like that. So that that's something that <laughs> that's important to look out for. But other than that, um, it's it's pretty simple, I guess. Okay. So what about some, you know, just just off the top of your head, like, what are some signs that we should be aware of? Stop, slow, like, w- give us some... They don't really have those. I mean, even stop signs, unless you're, like, in a city, they're pretty voluntary, it seems, you know, and especially <laughs> most of these places, like, you're you're on the highway, you know, so it's just that to really be aware, because they'll be, you know, this past road trip that we went on this weekend 
the the one lane highways became like no lane highway or it was like at some points it was two lanes going each direction and then they're doing construction so they put everyone on one side so there's not really a warning for that you know in in canada or the us they probably have like warning like before i mean sometimes they might but for the most part like you just have to really be aware you oh, know man. um at all it's times. an adventure <laughs> it it's is adventure. yeah <laughs> Okay, so and also one more thing. Sorry. Yes. Um, no, please. The speed limit changes kind of quickly, you know. So, um, it, but it's also not really that respected, you know. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an adventure, but uh, but it does it does change. Like one minute it's it's eighty, and the next minute it's one hundred and ten, or or it goes to sixty, and then the next minute it's ninety, and and you just have to roll with it, pretty much. So, have you been pulled over? No, never. Do you think people get pulled over frequently or that's just like hmm, cops have other things to do? You know what? Um, there are checkpoints along the way. Um, mm -hmm. The thing in Mexico is that police, they do, well, I should back up rental cars. You can tell if it's a rental car. I think it's the license plate shows it. So mm -hmm. sometimes they do target tourists just, you know, to get a little bit of money or they tell you you're doing something wrong and you don't know, you don't speak Spanish or you don't really know if you did or not. So you just pay them, you know, it's not like every time and it's not like yeah. super often, but it can happen. Yeah. Hey, it's an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, well, we talk about authorities that I've bribed at another time <laughs> in other countries, <laughs> but, um, incentivize. It's different. <laughs> right. For sure. So, Let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. So um, let's talk about, you know, we have, there's a lot to do in this area. And I, I asked you to go for five just for time's sake. So let's go with, you know, if, you know, we'll, we'll start with number five. What is Laurie's number five destination of where you should stop in the Yucatan state? So there's this little place called Espita and really nobody knows about it. And I love those places that nobody knows about. And mm -hmm. I only know about it because my friend lives there. Um, and he only knows about it because he was on a road trip one day and stopped there. And he's like, hmm, this looks cool. Maybe I'll move here. And he did. And, he did. and, <laughs> and it's really like a, a just a safe little small town in the Yucatan. Um, there's nothing super special about it, but there is a brand new hotel that mm. is amazing i mean it, it looks like it should be in tulum or somewhere way more popular um the pool is like gorgeous and the rooms were great and the food was amazing like they have a really top chef there mm. and it was just a really cool place to stop and it's it's sort of in a central location like you can do a bunch of day trips from there um and because the town is so like off the map everything's really inexpensive and like you could do you know a cooking class or a baking class for like nothing you know yeah. literally like maybe five dollars or ten dollars or something like that because they just it's just not a tourism place they don't have any tourism so it's kind of a, a neat little place to stop that's a good tip what's the name of it again espita espita all right it's a good tip all right the next one is going to come with a picture but actually we're going to we're going to pop onto your website real quick because I know the order of the slides and I should have showed your website before so we're just going to bring up your website real quick right. because um you know, and while we're on your website, do you, um, I, other tra I know that you are a resource for other travel professionals. They are always asking and you about everything and they should be going to your group instead. But, um, you know, I know that you're a resource for them already. The next question is, are you taking more clients? I know that you're a busy lady, but are you taking more clients at this time? Yes, at this time for sure. Yep. Okay, great. So here is Laurie's 
webpage and that is Explore More Travel Co. And it's gonna come across the bottom of the screen. Okay, back to Laurie and we're gonna to get to Laurie's pictures now. All right, Laurie, coming in at number four, where are we now? This is Ekbalam, and it's one of the Mayan ruins in the destination. So most people have heard of the more popular ones or go to the more popular ones like Tulum or Chichen Itza or Koba. And this one's not that much further. Um, and it was really quiet. It's one of the few pyramids that you can still climb. And it is a climb. I mean, it's really steep, really high, really scary. But the view is amazing and, and okay. really cool. It's It's definitely one of my favorites, if not favorite ruins that I've been to. And then also on the property, they have this beautiful cenote and you can bike there. And it's it's really not a long bike ride, maybe 20 minutes or 15 minutes or so, but it's really cool to to do that after you do the ruins. And it's, you know, of course, really hot usually, but at this time of year, it's like a hundred um, wow. Fahrenheit. Yeah. In this state, it's, I mean, or more, it's really, really hot. So it's nice to be able to go to the cenote and cool down after. Yeah, I mean, uh, is it clear? I can see at the edges it looks clear. Are we looking at tree roots? It is, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really clear. Wow, these cenotes amaze me. They're really cool. Yeah, they're so cool. Yeah, so cool. All right, so anything else on Ekbalam? No, just add it to your list. Add it to your list. All right, here we go, San Felipe. Yeah, so Rio Lagartos in San Felipe is the next spot. And um, it's hard to really explain what it is, but it's sort of like, it's not a river, it's attached to the ocean, um, but it's protected. And you go on a, like the, the thing to do there is a boat tour, you know, mm -hmm. and there's different things that you see and, and do on that tour. And one of them is, as you can see in this picture, I did the Mayan mud bath. So the guy gets out, right there like across from where I'm sitting and, and get some mud there some Mayan mud I guess and you put <laughs> over your body and it makes you really soft <laughs> yeah it looks I mean it looks like a purifying mask that I've paid a lot of money for and oh, you just exactly, yeah. dug it out of the riverbed or whatever that's <laughs> <Exactly>. awesome <laughs> okay what's this picture and of that is San Felipe and it's it's pretty close and it's just um a fishing village that's near Rio Lagartos and I mean there is nothing there like it's it's the smallest cutest little place I've ever seen and just one restaurant like that serves fresh fish whatever you want a million different options um and we went also to an island that's near there that's like a bird nesting island with tons of different species of bird, like thousands of I mean hundreds of thousands of birds it was really cool mm. so that that's San Felipe awesome all right where are we now and that is in Rio Lagartos. We saw a lot of, I think they are crocodiles. So are we still in two or we've now well, moved to three? No, we're still, we're still on three. We're in Rio Lagartos and San Felipe. It's the same area. So, okay. um, so yeah, that's still there. And um, we saw a bunch of those on our tour. Uh, they're terrifying. This is, <laughs> <laughs> I value Not my toes. Yeah, there I are my some toes. that are aggressive. We only saw the non-aggressive ones on on that's, our tour. <laughs> I tell you, we were in, in South Carolina, and my daughter was just barely two, but like talking, walking, and just like bobbling along the boardwalk, and she was being stalked. And so 
my brother just snatched her up and he's like, you look really tasty. I'm going to snatch you up because one was just eyeing her up right like that. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> oh, so gets me. Yeah. So how about this picture? So that's still the same place. Um, it's near Rio Lagartos. It's called Los Colorados. And it's basically a pink lake. So um, that's really popular. You used to be able to get in it. Um, but after, you know, it became popular on Instagram, they they took that away. So you can just see it from either a boat tour or you can drive and actually walk closer to it, but you can no longer go inside. Was it like detergents and things or messing with it? Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I get worried about with the cenotes is that bathing suits are going to... Yeah. Well, yeah. you know... It's more sunscreen, I think that's the issue. So you're really not supposed to wear it, but not everyone listens and not everyone knows that, right? So, yeah. Apparently, there are reef safe options now that are yeah. a little better. And yeah. so, just a PSA for people that want to swim in the cenotes get some reef safe sunscreen. Definitely. Or none, because okay. they're, they're dark usually. So, oh, okay, great. Great. Okay. So, we've done five, we've done four. Oh, no, no we're on three. Yeah, we're on two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're on we're on number two. Yeah, exactly. Valladolid. So um, this isn't Valladolid. Um, Valladolid is a, is a town. But um, Valladolid is somewhere that I stopped a few years ago and I was like, hmm, meh, not impressed. But then I went back and I was like, wow, I was wrong about this place. And maybe hmm. it's exploded since I was there. But it is like a mini Merida. So Merida is like the, the top place that people go in the Yucatan state. It's the safest place in Mexico. Um, and this reminds me so much of it, but on a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. So cute. Really like colonial streets and beautiful painted buildings of all different colors. And they have a lot of cool things there, including at night on one of their, I don't know if it's a cathedral or some type of really old building. Um, they do a video mapping show explaining like the history of it and oh it's really really cool yeah they and do that every night i think except mondays or tuesdays well for people that can't see this because they're listening we are in another cenote and we are looking at uh, this is a picture taken from very far away and smack dab in the middle of the picture is Lori on some kind of underwater peninsula that <laughs> i have no idea how they built but it's incredible and the colors are just so the blue is the bluest blue, like turquoise, and the the rocks are white. The stalactites are hanging. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, so that's a really cool cenote. And it's funny you talk about the platform in the middle because um, the, all the pictures I'd seen were people standing on it. But because of the hurricanes and everything that happened last year, it's now underwater. So I had to oh. swim there. So I'm not actually standing. I'm I'm. I had to wear, you have to wear a life jacket and I'm just like floating above it, trying to stand, but, but I couldn't cause it's pretty deep wow. now. So the cool thing about Vitalite is that it's surrounded by cenote. So we spent one day just going to six different ones within like a 20 minute drive of the city. So there's so many cool ones that are so different in the Yucatan state and in Vitalite especially. And it's only like, an hour and a half or something from Playa. So it's really not far for people who want to do a day trip and want to see something um, in the Yucatan state, but don't have time to go to Merida. They also have amazing food, like Yucatecan food. It's it's quite different and um, they really do it well there. So mm. it's really a, a must do in my opinion. 
That so this is so fascinating to me, but it makes sense that the hurricane brought it in. So that's how they built it. It used to be dry. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this picture, I mean, I actually think that you this is a cooler picture than if it had been, you know, you standing well, it's not on totally land. Dry, but yeah, but it was it would still look cool, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool to see before and after. So that's neat. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, so this next. is, for those who can't see, this is another um, cenote that's a different kind of cenote. It's it's an open one. Um, and this is one of the most popular ones. I think this is Ikkil, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is like a very gardeny cenote that um, is super famous. So just the, there's so many different kinds and they're all so beautiful. Yeah. So this one is, uh, has a big open, like it's in, um, like a, you know, it's a round opening to the sky and there are incredible vines falling down the sides. So what's it like in the bottom? Is it, is there vegetation in the bottom or it's deep and clear? No, it's, pr it's pretty deep. And one other thing in the actual city of Valladolid or the town, they actually have a cenote like right in the middle, which you would never imagine in a city, like smack in the middle of the city and yeah it's a really nice one too and they even have a restaurant to eat in there so oh. that's a really cool thing yeah do you find that locals also go into these or it's just tourists no they do yeah i mean it's not expensive for the most part i mean some of them the more touristy ones that they, they charge more now you know sure. um, but even like the most i would say is like six or eight dollars so it's not a huge um, expense just to get in but the one for example that's in the city it's just it's 30 pesos so probably about a dollar fifty american to get in so they do use them um to, just to cool down like as it's like a, a natural pool you know yeah cool that's really cool yeah. okay so now we are to your number one destination and as you say it i have friends that are there right now and she's on your page actually kareen johnson i don't know if you know kareen but oh yeah 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 yeah, she, or, or she's probably returning from it because we were actually going to record and, and couldn't because she was like, I had the chance to go. I'm going. So, yeah, yeah cool. Tell yeah, us about this. The Wi-Fi is not so good. So <laughs> this is Holbosch, and um, it's getting more and more popular. Um, some people still haven't heard of it. It is an island, and it's about a about two-hour drive from Cancun or Playa del Carmen and then about a 25-minute ferry. Or, or private boat. I mean, there's fishing boats that take you. And, and what I found out my last time was that they um, charge the same as the ferry. So it's kind of nice oh. to be able to, whenever you get there, just just hop on a boat, even though the ferry does run every um, half an hour. So you're never waiting too long. But Holbosch is amazing. Is um, it a resort island or what happens there? So it's just only boutique hotels. I mean, they're small, really small. There's there's really nothing more than probably three stories at this point. So it's, it's really chill. It, it's a fisherman's Island. Um, there's no streets. It's all like sand. There's no cars. Um, the cabs That's are cool. all the transportation is like ATV golf cart type of things. Um, like uh -huh. a hybrid sort of, or one or the other. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just very chill. Um, good food, beautiful beaches. You can walk out like forever and it only goes up to your knees. People go, bike riding in the ocean um <laughs> it's really cool there's not too too much to do there it's more just like chill get away from it all the wi-fi is not amazing the cell phone reception is not perfect um and it's also really big for kiteboarding so anyone who's okay. a kiteboarder it's huge on Holbosch. nice and then are there family options or this is not super 
family friendly. There are, but it, to me, it's not. I mean, it's kid. The beach is super kid friendly because it's so shallow and like not wavy. And like I said, you can go out forever, but there's not a ton to do, you know, and there's not really re like resorts per se. They're just more boutique hotels. So it's not the most kid friendly. Um, mm -hmm. And then one other, one other thing in the summer, they have bioluminescence. So that's really <sighs> cool to see. I haven't seen that yet, but I'd like to. Mm, I've seen a couple of different places we've lived and it is cool to see. Is it, is it an autumnal phenomenon there? Cause it, it, it has been in the places that I've lived. Uh, what does that mean? Like in the autumn season is when it oh, tends autumn. to. No, no. Summer. I heard. Oh, interesting. Cool. Well, I hope you get to see it. And if you do, yeah. I'd love to see your pictures or videos or whatever you capture. That's cool. For sure. <laughs> hey, these are good tips. Um, I asked you to do five, but of course, I always give my guests a moment to say whatever they want to say. So you have a time to freestyle. You can rap if you mm -hmm. like, whatever you want. It's your time. <laughs> do some slam poetry. Or you can tell us more about this area, whatever you like. It's your time. So, I mean, like you said, I only, you know, highlighted five, but this area, the Yucatan Peninsula, has so many cool places to see it and so many different and unique things to do. Um, really, you have to want to get off the beaten path and explore. Um, you know, Merida, like I mentioned, is, is the safest city in Mexico for sure. And I think it's one of the safest in North America, honestly. Um, so that should be on everyone's bucket list. Um, Izamal, I think, is the all-yellow city. There's Mahawal. There's Bacalar, which is the Lagoon of Seven Colors. Um, there's just so many incredible places around here that um, I just, I haven't even seen everything. And I'm trying, but every time I think I you know, have an itinerary or I'm ready. There's just so many more places I, I discover, you know, it's, it's truly never ending. So, you know, get off the resort, get off the beaten path and see Mexico. Yeah. Great tips. And I mean, I love that you're still, you know, you're not in England. I say to the locals often, my friends, like, do you realize how beautiful your country is? Because you're surrounded by these old stone buildings and all this history all the time. Do you, can you see it? And they say, we, we do, uh, some people are like, yeah, we, we see it. And, and most people are like, it becomes just part, you know, part of the furniture. Like you just live with it. I'm glad that you are still able to take it all in and be amazed by it because it does seem very remarkable. So that's good. Yeah. Every day I'm like, even driving down the highway in, in my area, I'm like, oh my gosh, this place is so cool. <laughs> yeah. What so a I privilege hope to live there. That's yeah. awesome. So let me ask you this question, totally unscripted. Did you meet your husband there? Is that Has that rooted you there? Yeah, I mean, I, I did meet him here, but before I met him, I don't think I, I necessarily had plans to leave. I mean, there's just nowhere that I'd rather be. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Well, Laura, thanks for joining me again. I'm. This is amazing information. I hope it's helpful to people. I hope people reach out to you to plan their itineraries because there's so much more that you have to offer. And, you know, as far as being in destination and the limited amount of travel days Americans and Canadians tend to have, you got to take advantage of it. And that's you got to start by having a good plan. So I really hope people can reach out to you. So will you give us your email and, and uh, web address one more time? Yep, laureatwilltravel.com, and it's exploremoretravelco.com. Okay, great. And if you go to the show notes, 
below, wherever you're watching or listening, all of that will be in there, including these destinations. All right, everyone. Thank you so much, Laurie. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that we get to record again sometime soon. For sure. Thanks for having me. Bye. Yeah. Bye, everybody. This is a Trav Market Media Podcast. Discover more travel industry-oriented podcasts at travmarketmedia.com and be sure to subscribe.